0: Shut up and and sit down. Hello dear listener and welcome to another long-awaited episode of my podcast. It's Sharon Ferns from www.dom-chronicles.com. In case you came not via my blog, which is... Unfathomable to me, but I realize that people do so I have a blog you should go read it. It's great (laughs) Not that I'm self-promoting or anything or that I'm biased Um, I have a lot of questions as I always do because I do these so infrequently, so I'm going to get straight through them and I have just invited people on Twitter to ask me some last-minute questions so if there's a million of those coming in I do apologize in advance That I might not get. So, the first one is from way back when. I'm not even going to say when it's from. The person who's asked it has no doubt forgotten. Ferns, as you darn well already know, you have the best blog on the internet, as indicated by the fact that it has generated more clicks by one SSS, who himself comprises a highly desirable demographic of one. And, of course, you're a babe. (laughs) both physically and audibly. Therefore, I request that you create another audio designed as a counterpart to your baby audio. But instead, say, contemplate the use and meaning of boy. That is my request. Well, boy, (laughs) I'm not going to do that. (laughs) But I do appreciate you asking, and I will put a link to my baby post, in which i do believe I was a bit drunk um, in the transcript of this audio. Hi, I'm a woman who has primarily subbed all of my life, and I've recently met a man online who doesn't know that and would like me to be a dom in a long-distance relationship, meeting up every now and then. However, he wants nothing sexual from it. He wants to be forced to be my slave, do chores and errands for me, and worked like a dog, and punished if he does anything incorrectly how do i begin this relationship online i would love to try that side i just don't know how these type of questions come up a lot and my first instinct is always to say to the woman involved what's in this for you because the way it always comes across is i've met a dude who wants to be my slave and it's always a slave And he wants X, Y, and Z, how do I do that? Which, to me, is kind of the wrong question. The question is more, what do I get out of that? What do I want from this relationship? Versus how do I do what he wants? There is nothing at all wrong with doing what someone wants, at all. But it kind of turns around what the relationship is. If that's your thing enjoy it and go for it and in that case you just ask him exactly what he wants and how he wants this to play out and you do that and as you gain more confidence you will no doubt find ways to put your own spin on it and if it's not enjoyable you just stop doing it and there is nothing wrong with that so my advice to you is to simply do that ask him to write you some little script of how he sees this working. And maybe ask him to write one every week to give you some idea of of what this thing is going to look like. And then just see if you enjoy it. I'm going to say this, though. Unless you're getting something enjoyable from it, from the relationship and from him, he's essentially looking to use you to fulfill his fantasy. And again, there's nothing wrong with that if you enjoy it. Just be aware of what's going on so that you can decide for yourself. Good luck with that. Hello, Miss Ferns. I have just found your blog and really like it. Oh, I'm glad, thank you. I'm a submissive male, blush frown, expressing that. I love and admire strong women and really like to make those who I encounter happy. I've really enjoyed the happy femdom stories. So glad, they are so great. Um, Several have made me kind of weak in the knees and ache with longing. I understand that you prefer real-life stories, but some of them seem to be fantasy. I would like to submit a story, but it would only be fantasy as I have no real-life experiences to draw from. Furthermore, are there any guidelines other than those mentioned that you would suggest? Thank you for your guidance, Bobby. Thank you, Bobby, for your email. And look, I don't have any way of validating the stories that I get. But I only take stories of people who to me sound credible, to people who have maybe documented their relationship for some time and I've seen that documentation over maybe sometimes it's many years. Um, and people who present what I believe are true stories. So I don't deal with fantasies. I think there are plenty of outlets for fantasy stories. If you go into FetLife, I'm pretty sure there's a group for, you know, erotica and you could just post it there. And I'm sure there's lots of role-playing type groups where you can submit, you know, your fantasy story and get feedback. So I'd suggest you do that. For anyone else who wants to submit a happy femdom story, a true real-life story about meeting and finding your female dominant or your male submissive and having a a lovely, happy relationship, I'm going to... um, do a call out here on my podcast to please submit the story to me I would love to have it and put it in my next book Um, send me an email on ferns at dom chronicles.com and I will give you a pointer to the guidelines and we can go from there but I always love to hear and share happy stories so if you have one bring it on This is not really actually a question. Hello Ferns, I just commented on your post from the 19th century. (laughs) Not realising you had this ask me bit. I hope you're having a good night and stay classy, Kent. Thank you, Kent. I'm assuming whatever comment you had, I already responded to it on the blog. So, thank you for that. Um, Would you consider it normal to have a fetish for getting sat on and degraded? I'm a sub-male, fairly short in stature, who goes to these play parties regularly. And there is this dom there who, after hearing about my fetish, has taken to pinning me down by sitting astride my chest every time I'm there. Sometimes she will use my face as an ashtray or perform other demeaning acts. Sometimes she will hold my arms down while taunting me. It's been lasting for longer and longer periods of time, last time over an hour. It's always a thrill, but can be quite intense and intimidating to have this done to me. Do you think there's anything weird or unusual about this? No, I don't. I I think fetishes and things that, that people enjoy and that turn them on run the gamut from, you know, very standard foot fetish to something that's a little bit more unusual but not. I don't think it's particularly wild and out there like the one you have. I think you are hugely lucky to have somebody fabulous who you meet up with at these parties and who enjoys it with you. If I was you, I would not worry about whether it's normal, if it's weird or if it's unusual. You go do your thing and enjoy. The next one says, Can we please, he- please hear one of your very violent sexual non-consensual fantasies? Please, pretty, please. <laughs> so this has come out of something I said somewhere, no doubt. Talking about how... You know, I always find it a bit a bit funny when people say, oh, I don't have fantasies, I have plans. As if that's some great achievement. Because my fantasies are horrible. Like, seriously, the, the terrible awfulness. And I just wonder that people don't have enough imagination, or have such middle-of-the-road fantasies that they actually are some sort of plants. Like, obviously, they don't fantasize about tentacle porn, or you know, monsters from <laughs> outer space <laughs> that become their pets, <laughs> or really anything out of the ordinary. But anyway, my—I don't share my fantasies. They're for me and my partner. And the reason for that is because A, they're very personal and B, I, I think they are genuinely wrong. And I don't even think. They're genuinely wrong. They're terrible and they're wrong. And that is okay with me inside my own head and for me to share with a partner. But I'm very wary of, of sharing that externally Not just because it makes me feel vulnerable, which it does, but because I think there is a little bit of responsibility that I hold in the presentation of material like that. And I'm not sure that I'm in a position to do that well. So until I feel confident that I can, I pretty much keep that stuff to myself. So you're just going to have to imagine some terrible, non-consensual, violent, sexual badness. (laughs) And that's what my fantasies look like. What is your opinion on collaring a submissive? I'm all for it. I think you're asking for more than that, though. Um, I've only collared one submissive, ever. And for us it was something very sweet and binding and loving and an affirmation between us of our dynamic and our relationship and in that sense I just think it's akin to making any other kind of commitment to your partner so we did it with an actual contract and I had a surprise collar for him that I had engraved and it was just super sweet. So, yeah, I'm all for it. Do you like collars and leashes during play? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I do, yes. I think, for me, because my play is quite sexual, or often quite sexual, collars get in the way sometimes. Because I like, I'm making motions on my neck here. Because I like necks. I like biting and kissing necks. And collars get a little bit in the way there. But yeah, I think they're sweet. <laughs> Bless. I don't know, like how does someone get to my ask me page and their first sentence in the ask is, Are you a femdom? I don't like how did you find me? Why are you on my page asking me a question if that is part of the question? <sighs> anyway. Anyway, I have a question, and it's about my fantasy, which could be considered a deviant fetish. I just want to be tied up and duct tape gagged and then have a hood put over my head by a woman. It's from a scene in a movie that I keep reenacting in my head since I was a kid and I can't get it out. Is this normal? Is it normal to have these fetishes? Is it healthy to explore? I think my real question is, as a man turned on by this, I wonder if there's a woman who's also turned on by the same thing. If you have any info, articles, things I can check out, let me know. Yes, I am a femdom. And that is in the old style definition of the term which is short for female dominant, not the new style definition of the term, which I am resisting because I do not like it. The new style definition is about femdom as a word describing the porn stereotype of female dominance but to me because I'm ancient I'm as old as dirt um femdom was always just a shortened version of female dominant and that's how I'm using it and will continue to use it until you pry it from my cold dead hands anyway (laughs) back to the question that was a digression wasn't it back to the question I don't think... Well, you say it could be considered a deviant fetish. Like, you need to stop demonising your interest. There's nothing, like, deviant about your fetish. It's a pretty common one. You like some fairly heavy bondage, and that's not at all unusual. So you should have no trouble finding um, women who are into that. You basically want to be tied up, gagged and hooded and that is really no big deal it's absolutely healthy to explore as long as you do it safely with someone you trust my suggestion because this is a very specific fetish that you have had in your head for a long time is, my suggestion is that you spend the money and go and experience this fetish with an experienced pro-dominant and the reason I say that is because your focus is is Very, very narrow. And it just seems the easiest way to explore that very narrow particular scenario is to fork over the money and have someone create it for you and then see what happens after that. As for info, articles and things, I suggest you join fetlife.com and you find some groups on bondage and you will find plenty of pictures of people who are doing this and plenty of groups where seriously into different kinds of bondage. And you'll probably get a lot out of it, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> what do you get out of sticking your fingers in a boy's mouth? Do you melt if he suckles them? Suckles is such a dirty word, isn't it? <laughs> like, I don't know. Some words just sound dirty, and that sounds, like, dirty. I don't know why. Anyway, um... I think it's about vulnerability because putting your part of yourself inside someone else is an invasion of their space in the most intimate way. And I think it also just feels nice like it's warm and it's soft and it's wet in there and it feels invasive to me to do it. Suckling eye. Don't care really about that. Sometimes it can be nice, yeah. I think I think sometimes it feels nice. Depends on you know what sort of mood we're setting here. Ferns, not shy anymore. I'm not sure what that means exactly. Um, would you like to collaborate on fiction, creative and marketing, Ted? This is the entirety of your message, so. I'm sorry that I don't know who you are and creative collaboration is really not a thing I'm good at because I'm a control freak. Um, If you have some marketing ideas for me I am shit at marketing and I'd love to hear them. So send me an email if you actually are serious and have the mad skills. Does the image of a boy kneeling at your feet do anything for you? My boy? Yes. Yes, it does. Thank you for asking. Okay, this is a, a long email. Um, so strap yourselves in. Hi, I'm a 24-year-old man who grew up in a very conservative, very not sex-positive atmosphere and I have a situation I can use some advice on. The most I've ever done is kiss a woman that was several years ago. I've had pretty extensive health issues and haven't had the chance to meet many people despite being a fairly confident and attractive guy. Over the years I've looked at porn, but in many ways it just made me feel lonely. My tastes were always for the more romantic, woman-friendly stuff despite being a guy. I've tried to be sexual with women I've met online since for quite a while I've been unable to meet in person because of my health issues. Over the past few years I've had several encounters, in inverted quotes, online. I won't go into them, but most involved voice chatting while one or both of us touched ourselves. Afterwards I usually felt really embarrassed, so much so I would lose contact with the woman because the only time I wanted to talk was when my horniness was enough to empower embarrassment. This led to me being very standoffish unless I wanted something sexual. I know that's wrong but even knowing my tendencies it's hard to break it though i'm trying i'm trying to be understanding but you're being an asshole and you know that you are being an asshole and that is going to and I, you you seem to know this but i just i don't understand how people go i do this shitty thing and i know it's shitty but i just can't help it and that seems to me a very special kind of being an asshole. What it tells me is that you do not give a shit about the other person, that your embarrassment and discomfort comes first, your feelings come first, and fuck the other person for whatever they feel that you caused. And that's not okay, and you know that. So your thing there where you said... It's hard to break, though I'm trying. My first piece of advice is this. Do not engage with anybody else until you sort this shit out. Because it's horrible. It's horrible and it's hurtful. And you've got to stop it. My sympathy only extends to the point where you are treating other people well. And after that, you're being an asshole. at some point, he says, I started specifically seeking women out online to help me become more comfortable with being sexual. Mostly I'm looking for women who are comfortable talking with me about sexual stuff in voice chat and with me talking, and with talking to me while I'm sexual or who will be sexual with me in voice. I don't ask for pictures beyond something to know what they look like so we can make sure we have some attraction to each other. Now, I've run into a lot of problems finding this that I don't know how to tackle and that's really where I could use some advice. There's, there's some more detail here, which I'm not going to go into. I've given you my first advice, which is pretty harsh, but I 100% mean that. Sort your shit out before you go hurting people online because there are real people on the other end of that behaviour. The second thing is go where online is the thing. For example, Second Life is purely for online interactions and there are femdom sims on there where you can go and this is what it's for, for interacting in that way and people build online relationships and do the sexy stuff and get on voice chat and do all that sort of business. So... I'm not sure what you have tried because with all of the information you gave me you didn't say where you had tried but go and seek out places where role play is the point of being there and then find your kin but seriously, sort out your shit first okay (laughs) I'm laughing because I just went and got champagne and I was thinking this is what people do when they do podcasts, right? They go and get a drink, and they sit down as if they're having a chat to their friends. And then I thought, actually, I don't, I don't think that's what people do. So, cheers, and welcome to my living room. Miss um, Ferns, on an issue of such magnitude as one of your books, I feel it's important to consider all aspects of pink versus yellow. <laughs> to give you some context for this, I... Um, released a book this shows how old this question is I released a book called How to Make Your First BDSM Scene Amazing um, for Dominant Women and I was asking my social media friends whether the colour should be pink or yellow and the reason I was asking was because I really like the pink I've got a green one, I've got a blue one these are my how-to femdom guides I've got a green one, I've got a blue one and the next one I was planning to do pink but then when it was for dominant women I had a little bit of a traditional gender colours dilemma so I asked you know, social media what they thought and whether I could get away with it without people going she did pink for women (laughs) and I did go for pink in the end and overwhelmingly people said, oh god, don't worry about it Um, so if you get that book it's not pink because it's for women it's pink because that was the color i had planned for the next one
1: anyway this person
0: has some advice please consider that color appears differently depending on screen resolution brightness and so forth a yellow cover may appear golden in capitals (laughs) which can have connotations of which you may well be too innocent to have considered combined with the title of making your first BDSM scene amazing, the prospective buyer may believe they have already cracked the secret and not spend the money on purchasing the book, thereby missing out altogether on your generous, practical and amazing advice. This would be a tragedy. Note the particular fetish I indicate isn't one of my own. Sure, it isn't, whoever you are. However, I did my PhD at the world acclaimed Sydney University. Faculty of BDSM porn investigation. And I can assure you that we take this sort of thing very seriously. P.S. Yes, I'll admit, we stole many random kinky profiles to begin with, but over time we frankly found it erotically irresistible to only steal the profiles of those who implored us not to. As our dictum says, Non fuse injurosum retines Ego criminis rius erit. I looked that up. It means I was naughty. I must be punished. <laughs> Thank you for that. I enjoyed your sense of humour very much. You may ask me something else again, even though that wasn't at all the question. The next one, if I, ma- if I mail you my chastity keys, would you flush them down the toilet? Listen, son, just flush them down the toilet yourself and cut out the middleman. You're welcome. You are the perfect woman, that is all. I wish I could expand, but no words would ever do a woman like you justice enough. Pretty sure I have read your blog nightly for a year now. Thank you for being so amazing. Signed, some stupid boy with a huge crush on you. (laughs) Thank you, stupid boy, for the lovely compliment and for the crush. And if you've been reading it nightly for a year now, you must be reading and then rereading because there aren't that many entries. I hope you're enjoying it. I'm getting sweetness in my Ask Me's. I do like that. I'm so in love with your voice. It's amazing. It has gotten to the point I read all of your posts and tweets in your voice and it's lovely. Well, thank you. If I had an accent, it would be even lovelier, I'm sure. I would like help in seeing if this person is actually real. I have looked up her pictures and they seem to be real, but I just and to be sure... Is there somewhere I can go to get these answers by chance? Thank you for your help and sorry to take up time from your busy schedule. Um, This is from Matt. If you've looked up her pictures and any information you have about her, then that's about all you can do until you meet them. If they're online, there's nothing you can do really to validate that they are who they say they are unless you outright ask for information And even then people can um, put together very convincing say driver's licenses or whatever to fool you so to me if you have to ask if the person's actually real you don't have enough information to make that judgement so either ask for the information verifiable details and go from there or decide that it really doesn't matter so much because, I don't know, you're just chatting online or whatever you're doing. So make a decision about what you need out of this relationship and where is it it going to make a decision about how much information you need. I guess the, the bottom line is if you're just having a chat to someone and they're catfishing you, it doesn't matter. If you are exposing secrets and vulnerabilities based on the intention to have a relationship or something like that, that changes the situation obviously. So, yeah, the only way to know is through verifiable information. So if, if she sent you some pictures and you're feeling a bit dodgy, I assume she's gorgeous and fantastic, ask for a few selfies, like right now, right this second, send me a selfie of you doing a peace sign or something like that. See how that goes. <laughs> What is your favourite CSS property? <laughs> for those who are not web savvy, which I can't claim to be either, CSS stands for Cascading Style Sheets and it's the, the thing that formats your web pages. <laughs> My favourite property, that is such a good question, a strange question. Fonts. Font is my favourite CSS property because fonts are important and awesome and fabulous. There you go. Why is trust important in BDSM? Well, why is trust important in any relationship? I think trust is important in all relationships and I think with BDSM you have the extra layout of safety. Things that seem simple like um, bondage, can actually be quite dangerous and you have to trust A that the person you're with knows what they're doing with whatever kind of play they're carrying out with you and B you have to trust them to stop when you say stop as a submissive and as a dominant you have to trust them to tell you when they need to stop and without that you can create a whole mess of Consent violate, assaulty, hurtful, hospitalisation type badness. So there is trust in the emotional and mental side, and there's trust in the physical side. And without it, you're basically going to get yourself into trouble and you're going to get your partner into trouble. So, yeah, all the reasons you need trust in a vanilla relationship, plus the ones that make BDSM dangerous bless. What's some BDSM protocol? Kneeling when someone enters the room. There you go. That's one. Oh, oh, no. Hello. I love your blog. I love the updates about Sunshine. Please keep him. He is so lovely. Considering I just posted a um, blog about him dating again, I have disappointed you and I apologise for I am a newbie Dom, 50 years old. After exploring and reading on Fet Life, I know that I want a female led relationship Sunday with a sweet, submissive boy. I know this in my heart. I'm going through a divorce right now and I am separated. When the dust settles, where do I begin my search for my boy? Besides events, munches, local activities, are there kink friendly or even vanilla dating sites that you use or recommend? How did you meet Sunshine? Oh well, if you're going to events, munches, and local activities, you're way ahead of the game. Um, there are some king-friendly and vanilla dating sites that you can use. I met Sunshine on Collar Space, which is pretty much the and I'm using that in, in inverted commas the um, BDSM dating site, even though it's a hundred years old and there's a lot of horny wankers and and scammers on there. You have to wait through. But for me, especially because I'm in Australia, a lot of um, sites are American-based, so there's not many Australians on them, and so they have to be very well established to have any sort of volume of Australians. And Space has a, a good volume of users, so that's number one. And you will, as soon as if you put a profile up there, as soon as you put a profile up there, your inbox will be inundated with wankers. And it takes a lot of mental energy not to get jaded. What I do on Space now is I just hide my profile and I message people that I'm interested in. So I take control and that's how I met Sunshine. I saw his profile on there, I send a message um, with my profile still hidden. I then unhide it if I contact someone and they are interested, I unhide it so they can see my profile and then I hide it again so I don't get my inbox inundated with terribleness. Other than that, um, OKCupid has a whole bunch of, like, I don't know, thousands of questions and some of them are specifically BDSM related. So you can do one of two things. You can answer those questions and they're quite explicit, like would you ever be a slave in a relationship, would you ever be dominant in a relationship, that sort of thing. Um, and you can answer those and then that helps with compatibility and you can if you want to you can be quite explicit in your profile I tried being subtle in my profile and being explicit in my profile and explicit got me a lot of very young men who wanted to try me out like you know I'm a used car um, and they watch too much porn car porn, I don't know how that car analogy doesn't go very far, does it? They watched a bunch of car porn. Um, they watched Pimp My Ride <laughs> and, and got this idea that they wanted to take me, take me for a test drive. Um, and I tried something more subtle, but I always had that those questions answered so I could see compatibility, which included answers to those questions. So good luck. Um, I hope... The rest of your divorce proceedings is not too painful and you have some luck out there. Oh, just to say also, I met—I have met um, some missus on FetLife also. And the, I met my last submissive there. He posted something in a movie group that I thought was interesting. I went and looked at his profile and it was stunning and I sent him a message. Mm-hmm. So opportunities are there even though it's not set up as a dating site, as in you can't go searching for people who match your criteria. Good luck. Uh, good day. I know your advice is aimed at male subs, well, and female dominance, but anyway. But I was hoping for advice. I'm a lesbian. Type lesbian anything in Google and sadly or you get is <laughs> porn. It's the same with BDSM, it's the same with female dominance, it's the same with all of those things outside of the mainstream, isn't it? <laughs> I've always wanted to submit to a dominant woman. My wife and I are in the process of a divorce. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, So I figured, why not go look for what I want? I found a bi woman that is married to a man. Both of them are dominant with experience and known and respected in their local community. He has a sub of his own. She was looking for a female sub, so we started chatting and becoming friends, basically getting to know each other. We both enjoy each other and have agreed to take it further and start a DS relationship. We've started negotiating and really sharing what we want and need from this, as well as soft and hard limits amongst other things, as well as sharing day-to-day things about each other. That sounds great! Um, She's very patient, kind, funny, sexy and intelligent, and she seems to just be able to flip some switch in my head that makes me completely crazy and willing. Plus, I really have started to care for her and feel a genuine need to make her happy. Recently, she admitted that things between her and her husband were not great and have not been for a while. She suggested that I might not want to be her sub as she does not want me to possibly be involved in any problems or get hurt. I told her I still want to be her sub but will do whatever she wants and needs. She said she does want me to be her sub and I am very special to her. I don't expect my dom slash mistress to be perfect. I feel everyone has issues and a good sub will realise that and realise their mistress is human too. Is my thinking right here or would it have been best to walk away when she suggested perhaps doing so? Bearing in mind that we get along so well and I really want this. (sighs) Yeah, that's a, a tricky question. Personally, I think, I don't know, for me being... The third person or the fourth in a relationship going bad is not going to end well for you, but I have a very low tolerance for other people's shit <laughs> so I, I look it's really it's really a choice that you have to make based on all the information you have. I think if it gets ugly, you are going to be collateral damage, and if that may never happen maybe they'll They'll split amicably, maybe they'll make it up. But what I mean by collateral damage is let's say her and her husband work out all their shit, and it turns out that having a you know external relationships is not good for them as a couple. And she's going to dump you, right? And it's not that she's an awful person, it's not that you know she she wanted to do that, but she has a primary relationship that, that is in trouble. And you're on the periphery of that. So I would say that while this messy stuff is going on you are in danger of being a either drawn into it or b being kicked out altogether so you have to weigh up whether the risk of that happening is worth it the other option which is what I would do frankly but I'm not emotionally involved right so it's easy to do it from outside if I was you I would just step away and say look you know you need to do something with this relationship with your husband and sort that shit out. I am happy to wait for that to happen, or you don't even have to say you're happy to wait. You just say, look, when you have sort of sorted your shit out, come and see me. And if I'm, you know, not involved with someone else, then I'm happy to see where this can go. But if I was you, I would get the hell out of Dodge. I wish you the best of luck with it. Oh, this is lovely. Um, I also hope you will be cloned. And I don't know where that came from. Did I talk about cloning somewhere? I probably did. That sounds like me. Um, I also hope that you'll be cloned, if only to give the Ferns, plural Fernses, a myriad of moments to decide to quaff bubbles and take to the air for Q&As and anything that else that invokes your open laughter, your wonderful voice and way of speaking and your clarity and generosity and your particular take on ds relations i love your blog and could take in a fresh podcast daily truly it's a hungry lion you have here thank you so much so this podcast which is what once every three months (laughs) long awaited you're welcome um I'm a woman of a certain age for whom the world of kink has only recently opened after falling in love with a man who has discreetly signaled that he loves to be bossed around and hurt a little bit in the bedroom. You know what I love? I love women of a certain age. i use an air quotes thing. I'm not sure how old that is, but I'm sure that's my age as well. I love when women of a certain age start exploring this side of their sexuality. I don't know. It just speaks to me of of some eye-opening revelation that maybe they weren't ready for before and I love it. Um, Back to it. And I'm dead keen. I've been hooked since the time he arrived at my place and I directed him towards a broken jar on the floor that needed cleaning up. When he requested further instructions, I joked unsmilingly that he could make like Annalisa the Beautiful and separate the elements, in this case broken glass and nails. He didn't get the reference but got to it. And Ferns, it wasn't the domestic service that got me, but the look you'd mentioned. The incomparable, melt-making expression of a gorgeous man off balance and enthralled to the confident caprice of a hot woman. That night I was. I'm sure you were. Good for you. The thing is that I have a debilitating illness. I can't work. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, Having read your guide to make your first scene a success, I agree, I want my environment and me to be clean and looking good. The biggest problem is that while exploring DS with him is what I'm most interested in doing, it's a challenge as a newbie to assume a dominant attitude when I feel sick and looking like shit. He's a total honey and despite my physical limitations we have deeply thrilling, satisfying and loving times yet I find I want to steer toward more dominance play but feel limited by the symptoms of my illness. He's flexible, I'm hard on myself. I hear that, I hear that, absolutely 100%. I don't think you're an outlier in that. Um, I wonder if you have any ideas about how I could allow my dom out to play in the context of exhaustion. I really want to be able to, excite. it's exciting and freeing and I feel a rare call of adventure around. It's taken me ages to get the energy to write to you, though I've thought about it every day. It would have taken forever to get the word count down. I'm sorry about excess verbiage. With a deep bow and the loveliest of wishes to you, fans, Lady Bay. Oh, I'm so glad you found him, and I'm so glad he's so lovely and makes you feel amazing. I do. I have not been in your situation, so I can't... 100% relate, but I think when you had that that exchange with the, the vase that had been dropped and you told him and he went and did it and he was, you know, a bit starry-eyed over it, I think you hit the crux of where your dominance is going to be able to be expressed without getting into your physical limitations or exhaustion. What I mean by that is that there are many many opportunities for him to be submissive in the context of your illness. So if you are exhausted, then have him do things that will help you. Things that you would otherwise have to do yourself. And because you have an intimate relation, you can make them intimate things. He can brush your hair, he can help you get dressed, he can go and fluff up your bed, darling, he can make you some fabulous meal he can massage your feet or put lotion on your skin or run you a bath or do any of those things that pamper you and maybe give you a bit more energy then to do some more things that you might want to do that you otherwise wouldn't maybe have the wherewithal to do. So my approach if I was you would really be to use him in that capacity in order to try and save your energy for things that are much more fun for you. And I'm hoping that your illness is something that is going to pass and isn't chronic. But either way, the mental side of DS is huge. And you seem to have a really good relationship where you can use that to bring him closer. And hopefully in that, give yourself some more space and energy to do things that you really wanted to do if you weren't you know exhausted and had a bit more freedom I guess or strength so yeah think about ways that he can do for you and then just demand it of him and brook no apologies I hope it goes well for you both (laughs) this is an interesting question what colours has your hair taken on throughout life inclusive of experiments with colouring Um, I am naturally a brunette, a very, quite a dark brown, actually. So when I was young, of course I wanted to be blonde, (laughs) Um, so I went through a streaky blonde phase, and then when I thought, no, that's too much trouble, I did a lot of auburn, sort of dark with reddish highlights. So not not at all red, but sort of shining in the sun, a bit of a red red tinge to it. And I did that for a long, long time. And I was platinum blonde for a little while with a flat top, as you do in the 80s. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I, I think there might even be photos of that somewhere. And... Then I, w- I think I was auburn again, and now I'm pretty much exclusively blonde. So, there you go. That's my experiments with colouring. Thank you for your question. <laughs> Gosh, people are funny. My dick is two inches flaccid, including foreskin. Should I keep it shaved to intensify the humiliation? What underwear should I wear also? Don't care, pal. You do whatever you want. Good luck to ya. Hi. <laughs> Maybe you can help. I'm a 55-year-old straight male. Met a sexy woman 10 to 12 years younger two months ago. Vanilla sex, very passionate. Fell in love. Last week, after me thinking for a while I wasn't getting through to her completely, there was a seemingly invisible wall. She finally, after much trepidation and encouragement from me, revealed that she was a professional dom. Actually, a switch, who has a completely different double life. Boom! You might say. <laughs> I handled it well, but have vacillated from initial acceptance to telling myself to run away very fast. We literally spent 27 out of our first month's days together, and much of the verbal fantasy I created turned out to be actually true. You couldn't make it up, as we say here. Help! Maximilian. Winky smiley face. <laughs> Well, Max, a million. I don't understand what your dilemma is. But I, what do you need help with, exactly? You met someone, you fell in love, she likes you too. Are you unhappy about her job? Like, I don't get what the problem is here. Why Why do you want to run away? So I think that's the question. Like, what is, what is the problem you're having here? If you have a great relationship and you like each other and you spent, you know, months together and it's all hunky-dory, then you are a lucky man and you should thank God that you found her and you fell in love. And the fact that she has this job means that, I don't know, she has this job. So if you're having a problem with her as a sex worker, then you need to decide why you have that problem and whether you can get over it. Other than that, it's just two people who met and yay! (laughs) So, I don't know. I don't know what you want. I don't know what your dilemma is. I hope you sort it out. Hi, I am very new and extremely excited about my new role as a female dom. How do I learn and practice to become much more dominant? I am too kind. This needs to stop. (laughs) Thank you, Gail. (laughs) Hi, Gail. I, I like your adamant. This needs to stop. Let me say this. New dominants often think they have to be mean. And that's just not true. New dominants often think they have to be stricter and have a bunch of rules and yell and punish and, you know, be some stereotype of who they are. And that's just not true. So don't. (laughs) Dominant doesn't mean unkind. So you say, I'm too kind. Dominance are some of the kindest people I know. A lot of them are nurturing, a lot of them, most of them are caring. Some of them, their whole style of dominance is about nurturing and caring. And that's fine. So you are new and you have these models of dominance that do not fit who you are. So you have two choices here. You either choose to be dominant in a way that makes you happy and that fits who you are, or you try and fit into what you think a dominant is. And you know which one I'm going to advocate, right? So here's the thing. When you're in a relationship, in a DS relationship, and you're the dominant, your dominance is about asserting yourself in ways that make you happy. And in finding a partner... What you want to find is someone who responds to your style of dominance in a way that makes them happy. And then you have all the happy little bubbles, you know, rising up from that. If you contort yourself into some kind of not-so-kind dominant because you think you need to be stricter and meaner, you know what's going to happen? You're going to be exhausted. At some point you're going to go, you know what, this is not fun. This is work. This is me having to pretend to be someone else in order to be dominant. And the thing that confuses newbie dogs is that they will find a million submissives who will respond to that, and that is a heady experience. If you're a mean bitch, there's a, a lot of submissives, especially online, who love that shit, and they will eat it up. So what happens is there's this cycle of validation where... The meaner and bitchier you are and the stricter you are and the less kind you are, the more attention you get. And when you're new, that is like an elixir of life because you feel powerful and you feel like the dominant of all doms. And that will work for a little while. But as soon as you get into real life, you're going to be playing a role every time you get together with your submissive. And if you're just role-playing, that's great. You get together every weekend, you role-play your heart's out, you can be mean bitch in high heels and stockings, you can be worthless worm, and then you go back to your real lives. The issue is if you want to turn that into a relationship, it doesn't work. Because as soon as he asserts himself in the manner that he does out in the world, as a normal human being, or as soon as you show some vulnerability you have some shit happens with your family and you have a good cry and you need some support. The whole thing falls down. So, my advice to you. How do you learn and practice to become much more dominant? I suggest you go out to your local community and you meet women who are actually dominant for real. And you will find that they are kind, caring, nurturing, fabulous women who are dominant. They're not unkind, mean, strict people, and if they have relationship, like romantic relationships with their submissives, I think it's a little bit misleading because if you're in a play environment, they're going to be hyping it up, right? So it's actually not real life. But if you see them at munches, they're, you know, generally very sweet because that's what relationships are. He's like, can I get you a, a water, sweetheart? And she's like, thanks, darling. So She's not going, get me water, bitch. <laughs> you know, that's not how it works. So, Yeah. That's my advice. I also suggest you get out to Life and just have a look in discussions with people who have real-life relationships and, and soak up how those relationships work. Also, and I don't want to tout my own book, but I'm going to, Happy Femdom Stories. Go read it, and you'll see that none of those people in those relationships are mean or unkind, and they're still as dominant as they come because that's the relationship they've chosen. Okay, so I'm up to date now. Thank you so much for your questions. I really appreciate it. If you want to ask me a question, go to my blog, and there is an Ask Me page there. Do not ask. I strongly advise you not to ask any questions for which you need an urgent answer, because that's not how it works. Um, there's an Ask Me page there, and my blog is www. Dom, domme-chronicles.com Thank you for your time and I will speak to you next time I put one of these podcasts together in a few months. Bye for now.